What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 64. This is the November 2021 episode. And this morning, we are sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach and VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. The, the condensed crew here this morning. Yeah. Where is everybody? I don't know. Slackers. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of slackers, all of them. No, uh, got a lot, lot going on, lots to talk about. Um, a lot of the same stuff, I think, from the past couple of months, but it continues to be a, uh, a issue, a conversation, things that are directly affecting supply chains. Um, so it's certainly been a busy few months. Seems like it's going to be a busy end of the year here. Um, I'm starting to see projections that obviously next year I think will be just as hectic, congested, busy, crazy mm. as, uh, as it's been this year. Yeah, none of the issues that we've been dealing with have really been solved. Um, you know, the, uh, there is, we are in November, we're close to Thanksgiving and, uh, Christmas and the holidays, and there's typically a slowdown and we're feeling it a little bit, um, and inventory adjustment coming into year end. But, uh, yeah, we're expecting a robust, uh, you know, first half of, uh, 2022 inventories remain low, um, of everything from raw materials to finished goods. So there's no way, but, uh. No way to, to fix that, but to make more stuff. Yeah. We uh, we have our freight update by the logistics company coming up here in a little bit. Um, so we can save a lot of the freight pieces for that. But I know we're still seeing a lot of issues with ocean freight, with port congestion. Um, I know, AJ, you do a lot with the stuff coming from China. and Bought a lot back in September and October. So I'm assuming some of that's maybe starting to hit the ports. So I'm sure stuff's just as congested and crazy as ever. Yeah, things are starting to trickle in like we pre-bought a lot of materials for for q1 uh in anticipation of the china olympics and things like that and it seems like uh you know ocean freight starting to come down a little bit but poor congestion still uh still a real thing especially on the west coast um it seems like things are kind of improving on the east coast ports a little bit like we're not uh seeing the crazy amounts of congestion or demerge like we were back in july august time frame but um yeah i think you know, seem, things seem to be flattening out a little bit, but yeah. ocean freight from China's down. We got a quote this morning down to like twelve to fourteen thousand wow. dollars for a twenty foot container, which is down from like what twenty four, twenty six yeah, at the high price. Yeah, <laughs> which is still. I mean, <laughs> early, even early at, Black Friday, so <laughs> buy one get one free. Yeah, I mean, even at twelve to fourteen, that's still historically crazy that's expensive. But we're yeah. you know kind of rejoicing the from down from where it was. So um, yeah, things are starting to show some signs of improvement, but um, I don't think anything's really going to improve until after the Olympics and the China New Year, and then uh, we should start to see things improving further from there. Imagine being excited about a $12,000 freighter from China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're, we're kind of, I would assume, kind of at the back half or towards the end of the um, port congestion with Christmas gifts and holiday gifts. I mean, stuff's got to be kind of in the U.S. already um, to be getting into big box stores and things like that. So hopefully that part eases up. I think the rates coming down shows that it's easing up, but I think you're right. Until the Olympics get past this next February, March, there's going to be a lot of headache in China, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that's a good kind of transition right into talking about China a little bit too. Um, a lot of still government-forced regulations and shutdowns in China, seeing a lot of plants shut down. Um, so I think that port congestion until the February 2022 Olympics are past us, we're going to see a lot of that uh, continued um, congestion and, and difficulties from historical norms. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of spotty. I th you know, I've I've heard some talks. I think Rob, you were talking about the um, you know, there's different uh, 
containment of energy depending on what region of China that folks are in. So right. I think some folks are doing just fine and other producers are, are having, you know, trouble getting electricity to run and, and things like that. So um, it seems like it's a little all over the place. It's not like a across the board yeah. Um, yeah. problem. Yeah, a lot of the political leaders are just getting back from the COP26 and there's been some agreements between the U.S. and China on the use of coal for energy. And, um, you know, so in the future... There's going to be less consumption, hopefully, of coal for energy, I guess, for uh, a cleaner planet. But, uh, you know, and then tonight Biden's on the phone uh, with Xi. And, uh, you know, it's certainly a ten tense time between our nations. But uh, hopefully they can start to, to make some progress on things and uh, come to some agreements on some major issues. Yeah, I'm sure energies and especially natural gas was a big talking point at that uh Conference meeting? What is that convention? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I guess it was a conference. Uh, you know, world leaders getting together to try and figure out, you know, what to do about uh, climate change and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some people that are happy with the results and a lot of people that are unhappy with the results. But um, in any event, it's uh, it, it 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 was interesting to hear that that coal consumption uh, was one of the things that the U.S. and, and China did agree a, upon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll have an impact certainly on uh, anything coal produced. I mean, they, they use a lot of things to make coal. Methanol, for example, is produced via coal in China. So they'll be shutting a lot of those plants and, and possibly going to natural gas or have to rely on imported methanol, for example. Yeah. Yeah, and the natural gas is something we're continuing to monitor and, and watch. I know I think when we did the last episode, we were kind of in that week where it was a drastic increase it seemed like daily on natural gas in europe and it seems like maybe stuff's flattened out a little bit starting to hear some reports that supplies easing up a little bit i think we actually had a article in the november view that i think either has already gone out or will be going out today so if you get the email version of the view um you would have seen that article but there's i guess some optimism that supply might start to improve but still definitely a driver of um you know material being short and prices going up uh, especially out of europe yeah energy values have stabilized in both europe and u.s um, you know, they're still at uh, a high level um, for, for you know, we hit the gas pump right now. It's pretty darn expensive. Uh, yeah. But we're starting to see it trickle down into other things. And, and some of the uh, major feedstocks for chemical raw materials are starting to uh, get lower, uh, specifically like propylene, for example, ethylene. These things are starting to be impacted. So, but again, I, I sort of feel that's sort of end of year stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're just... Demand is is going to be uh, a little soft for November and December, and and don't get tricked. Don't don't be fooled by that. That that's going to continue into twenty twenty two because there's a lot of ground to make up still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think coming up for the next episode. So this is the November recording for the next episode. We're gonna switch up the format a little bit. We'll do a little twenty twenty one review and make some predictions for 2022, see how accurate we can be for, for next year. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. Break out the old crystal ball. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Um, That'll be interesting. But yeah, we're starting to hear a lot about next year. Obviously, we can talk about a bit more in the next episode, but um, you know, we're starting to hear a lot of projections and outlooks and people talking about how tight things will remain through probably well into the second half of next year. So it should be interesting to see how uh, companies and, and freight forwarders and partners and things like that are, are taking a look at next year and seeing if and when things may ease up, when pricing may come down. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on coming into the end of the year. Uh, I think, you know, it'll be a while. I, I don't think it's something that's going to uh, happen overnight, but, uh, you know, you'll see uh, spotty markets will retreat. 
Um, and, and overall, I think relief will probably come in a year or two um, based on history. But, uh, you know, we'll save that for, for when we make our predictions. Yeah, start, start planning now. Start planning <laughs> now. Um, before we get into price updates and trends, we do have uh, the logistics company. We have Joe Hassenfratz from TLC um, to give a little freight update. So we'll give it over to Joe. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Not too much. How you doing, Ben? Doing very well. Doing very well. Appreciate you coming back on the podcast. We've had a good uh, good cadence going on every other month or so, having you on from TLC. Uh, always so appreciate it. Appreciate the freight insight as always. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, if you haven't caught some of the past episodes, we have uh, Joe Hassenfratz here. He's the sales manager from the logistics company. Um, why don't you give a little background and overview on yourself and TLC in case anybody hasn't caught a prior episode? Absolutely. Uh, a pleasure as always. Thank you again for having us. Um, Joe Hasenfratz with the uh, logistics company, uh, sales and marketing manager. Um, at TLC, we're a freight forwarder, so deal heavily with uh, liquid dry bulk, um, LTL. Uh, we have intermodal capacities as well. Um, very diverse uh, freight forwarder. So um, if there's anything out there, hazardous, non-hazardous, uh, if it's moving, we're, we're looking to help assist in that, in that type of uh, lane. One of the biggest Bills fans I know, next to, <laughs> next to my, my future mother-in-law. You yeah. Guys are, you guys are kind of on par, I think. Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> we uh, we finally have a pretty decent season rolling here. Rolling. And uh, yeah. got the, the Patriots, unfortunately, still nipping at our heels. Thought Very we might so. have a, a little bit of a break with Brady nope. exiting the uh, division, but nope. re-upped with Mac Jones, it looks like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the freight's been uh, a interesting conversation. I think no matter what your business is, no matter whether you're buying, selling, importing, exporting, you're dealing with freight issues. It's I don't envy people on the uh, day-to-day freight management side of things. It's it's been an interesting you know couple months and really kind of year. Yeah. Um, we we're just talking. Yeah, I think yeah. our our next episode beyond this will be a little 2021 recap slash 2022 outlook. So um, that'll be interesting to really look big picture at what the last year held and what's in store. But um, in the short term, you know, it's the middle of November, so we are coming to the end of the year here um it's been i guess two months since we've had the episode um but starting things off i know the ports have been a big question mark imports exports delays getting things out of the port um what's going on on that front how are you guys seeing the status of ports and importing and exporting yeah absolutely so um like you said we uh we've had a quite a crazy year uh no no reason to stop now uh heading into the holiday season unfortunately if you have anything uh, that has yet to hit the water uh, I, I don't know how quickly you were expecting it but um i would i would temper all of ec- the expectations uh that you're going to get it before end of year just because it is um it's pretty crazy out there right now um ports uh continue to have major major issues um so much so that the uh, the government's getting involved to try and alleviate some of that uh congestion um, read some articles this morning that uh, Port Savannah is currently um, utilizing pop-up uh, locations to <laughs> start taking some of these wow. empty containers that uh, are waiting to to get back outbound, and it's 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 wild. It really is. Um, Port LA is crazier than ever. Um, you hear about the the record number of vessels that are docked, just waiting to uh, get in, or anchored, waiting to get into the actual um, port. So yeah. Um, You'd like to think that there there's going to be some light at the end of the uh, tunnel here, but um, quite frankly, uh, the the holiday rush um, in in all that that comes with it, it I think it's going to just compound some of uh, yeah. the the congestion we've 
been experiencing. Yeah, I think based on everything that's you know I'm reading or hearing about, and you know <coughs> ports and stuff doing things like that, putting actual physical assets into place to try to alleviate some of this stuff. I think as much as we would have liked to know that after the Christmas holiday, <laughs> you know some of that would ease up. But I think from everything we're seeing, it's really going to be well into the second half of next year before Absolutely. anything potentially eases up. Yeah, and and I mean that's optimistic to yeah. be to be sure. Um, yeah. You know the 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 entire compounding of. Uh, what's happened throughout all of 2021 just is showing so many of the the chinks in the logistics uh, armor, unfortunately. And the the supply chain, anybody in the supply chain uh, field whatsoever um, is probably losing or getting as as grave hair as is currently happening over in our office, for sure. Yeah, I mean, a massive increase in demand, people shopping from home for paper towels and things that maybe they historically didn't, you know, coupled with issues with COVID and limited drivers, and it's it's kind of a perfect freight storm. Yeah, I mean, the big box stores starting to uh, really start leaning on that, that, Door, door-to-door delivery is uh, is definitely coming to a head for sure. Yeah, um, I think one of the um, avenues that's really TLC's bread and butter is obviously the truck freight, whether it's liquid bulk or, or dry bulk. Um, but kind of, I know you guys focus a lot more on the eastern half of the states. But you know, what are you guys seeing on the truck freight side these days? Yeah. So um, to be completely honest with you, um, I think now more than ever, carriers are being as, as picky and choosy with what they want to service, just given all of the pent-up demand out there. Um, so our recommendation is just make your freight as appealing as possible. You know, so often we see so many loading or unloading requirements, you know, can only deliver in this day and time. And, you know, if, if that's the case, you may just see a carrier up and, you know, walk away from that type of a request. So yeah. uh, we always advise, you know, it, be as flexible as possible. Make your freight seem as appealing as possible um, in order to make sure that you're at least near the front of the line when when the time comes to actually move any of your freight. That's a good point. That's not something I thought of is what co- individual companies can do to make you know, their shipping lives easier, whether it's outbound or inbound. Absolutely. You, know, you see some companies with crazy requirements and some companies that have no requirements, and obviously yeah. that's much more Yeah, I, and the ones that have no to very little uh, typically we'll get theirs kind of uh, a little bit more timely than, yeah. than the ones that, and we understand that some of these plants just aren't set up, whether it's from a personnel standpoint, because it's a, so challenging to hire anybody nowadays. You yeah. know, you see the, all of the, uh, all of the struggles to find personnel all over the place. So, um, or okay. they don't have the proper equipment, whatever it might be. But the sheer size of some of these companies, you bingo. need some sort of process in there. Absolutely. So um, it, it, we always understand there is going to be potential issues, um, and it's easy for us to say, make right, it, right. you know, make it as easy as possible. But yeah. you know, that is honestly kind of the environment that we're currently in. Yeah. So you, you're expecting a couple tough couple of weeks with the Christmas time holiday, with availability, with pricing. Should yeah, be an interesting I, November and December. I think as we really kind of get to the end of the year here and the the quick um, influx of of all that's going to be happening with all of the um, holiday shopping deliveries, uh, that that does present some challenges for the normal um, spot lanes that aren't you know always being fulfilled so um i would expect some some price increases uh to be in the especially in the spot market to uh to be experienced over the next two months for sure yeah ltl freight i think something we've talked in the past that of the four maybe was the easiest or had the best capacity how's how's ltl look yeah it's it's still moving for sure um pricing is all over the place so um you know depending on where you're looking to move it to or from um it's it's quite quite all over the place and again just being compounded by the uh the, the holiday rush 
that yeah. we're, we're currently in. But um, yeah, I, I think now more than ever, there's a lot of people moving on the LTL front because they just want to get their product to whoever needs needs to go to. So yeah. um, we used to be able to say, hey, hold on to some of these shipments, wait for a more favorable FTL, but no longer is that is that always the case. So you think that's the, the gap is closing between doing a couple of LTL freights or just holding and doing one full yeah. truck freight? It, yeah, and again, I think it case. all just comes back to demand. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you have the product, nowadays you're more favorable than a lot of people um, yeah. as it's just tougher and tougher to find some of these commodities. Um, people just want to get it in their hands as quickly as possible. So right. um, again, it's easier to, for us to say, hold on for an FTL if it's going to be going to one spot. But yeah. nowadays, just to keep up production lines and and everything going. Just sometimes. Get, get it where it needs to go exactly. as soon as you can. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the final, the four core four services that I know you guys offer, the, the rail side of things, um, obviously a lot tougher to quote a spot rail car versus it is, you know, some of these trucks and LTL freight. Um, but obviously rail, I think something that people are leaning a little heavier on these days, maybe some people haven't considered it in the past just to have some of that more consistent lanes, but I'm sure rail has been uh, quite challenging as well with the increase in demand. Yeah. And I, what used to be, um, a much more competitive, um, viable lane for a lot of people, just given, you know, maybe it's not as time sensitive. Um, uh, again, people are just trying to find any avenue to get a product to its end user. So, yeah. um, we're finding often is the case, uh, rail may not be the, the cheaper, um, solve where with, you know, uh, right. OTR kind of normalizing a bit, you know, yeah. and again, we'll, we'll see how that goes over the next two months. But, um, uh, we'll we'll take a look at every and any option to you know help a, a customer get you know whatever they're looking for, but yeah. you know that's another interesting uh, lane. Yeah, I think one of the biggest value adds for TLC and one of the best resources for TCC is you guys know all these different lanes and, and types of transportation and can pick and choose the best ones depending on the situation, what's going on. That's a, that's a massive asset. Yeah, I mean we have a, a pretty deep rolodex when it comes to. Uh, trying to figure out a solution to whatever, you know, was thrown onto our plate. So yeah. um, TLC is set up very well to uh, to assist in any any and all requests. We, we dump some complex situations in your plate sometimes. So <laughs> it's definitely a good time to it's, have some unique uh, fixes. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it always, every day is a, a new day. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're looking into uh, growing that Rolodex every opportunity. So yeah. um, we, we appreciate all of the uh, support everybody is Absolutely. sending our way. Um, wrapping things up, I know uh, we're coming to the end of the year here. Um, I'm sure you're starting to talk about 2022 trade shows and events and travel. Yep. Um, but what's coming up here for the end of the year? Yeah, so we've got the uh, Compounders Conference. Uh, we'll be attending uh, beginning of December uh, down in Savannah. And then uh, we'll be taking a, a good look at Q1 and Q2 as far as um, some of those trade shows that uh, will be coming up. So um, be on the lookout for all of those. Um, please reach out, uh, especially if you are going to be traveling to one of those. We'd love to... Uh, meet up and, and make sure that TLC is a good fit for uh, whatever they that individual customer may have for us. Yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to a somewhat normal calendar year of events and travel. And <laughs> yeah. you know, even this year, I think it was only about a half year with COVID still yeah. in the first half of the year. So I'm excited to get it was back a busy, to a normal. busy second half for sure. Yeah. I think uh, there was seven shows in eight weeks. So that was uh, nice to be back living out of a suitcase for a little bit. feel like uh, post-COVID times or pre-COVID times. Just apologies. Very much so. Awesome. Well, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you coming on. Um, look forward to talking to you next month as well for that little recap slash forecast. Uh, we'll see how correctly our next year forecasts can, <laughs> uh, can be. It'll be interesting to see. Um, if you scroll down wherever you're streaming this podcast, we'll have uh, both Joe's email as well as the TLC website. So feel free to shoot him a note. Uh, give TLC a look for any of your freight needs. Um, but appreciate having you on. Absolutely. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe.
moving on, uh, price updates and trends. Uh, looking back, we're kind of right in the month, right in the middle of November, which is a good uh, perspective on what we saw for November as well as what we're starting to hear for December. Um, price is kind of all over the place for November. We saw um, certain raw materials coming down a bunch, certain raw materials increasing, certainly things remaining quite tight. Um, you know, crude oil, natural gas up uh, up a little bit. Um, you know, decreases on on propylene for November. Stock market's up, so we got a lot of a lot of different stuff going on for for November. Things a little bit all over the place. Yeah, it is. It's you know, you can't put your finger on one direction whatsoever. Yeah, you know, it is. It's all over the place. I mean, um, you know, some details are you know we're seeing some erosion in pricing in uh, some of the uh, oxo alcohols. Um, you know, we're seeing uh, some firmness uh, in plasticizers though with uh, some operation operating issues. Um, you know, overall we're seeing. Decreases in propylene across the board, ethylene, small decrease. Uh, obviously, you know, we're talking about crude, natural gas, and, you know, 79, 81 range. Yep. Uh, U.S. natural gas in the $5 per MMBTU range, uh, yep. which is, you know, still inflated. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, talk about stock market gains. I mean, breaking records all the time. Um, very interesting. The EV market has been on fire lately. Um, a lot of uh, interest in electric vehicles. Um, but, um, you know, I think that business has been pretty strong and earnings came out and earnings have been very good for chemical producers as well as, uh, you know, across the board in a lot of cases, uh, because demand is there. People are still buying, um, you know, prices are still high. Inflation is still there. Um, but, I, I, these things take time to, to erode and, uh, get back to normalcy. But, uh, you know, I think that we're seeing, as I keep repeating, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown right now and people are thinking, oh, well, this is the new norm or this is the way that, uh, this is just a temporary end of year, yep. uh, you know, uh, keep uh, inventories low, uh, get our accounting in place for the end of the year and then things are going to really ramp up in January, February, March and then we're going to have big pains coming out of China. There's going to be no supply in China. We're going to see ports shut. We're going to see availability out of China really erode for months and that's going to have big impacts yeah january february should be certainly quite interesting people starting to try to buy again bring bring back in inventories if you're not prepared you know you're going to be ready for a roller coaster ride come january february march the first quarter is going to be very interesting seems like very much not the year to try to limit your inventories understand the financial reasons to want to not keep inventories on the floor but you might be uh, in for a little bit of a surprise come january february yeah i mean look at your order patterns and you know and and prepare because uh you're not you know just in time is over you just can't get product when you need it so you, you better be prepared I, we're seeing a lot of our customers be more prepared uh more open to different uh ways of buying and and, and procurement so i think people are starting to learn uh and there's a lot you know there's a lot on the table for big demand in the first half of the year. And if you just don't have the raw materials, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be sitting in the bullpen, you yeah. know, with nothing to do. So uh, you better be prepared. Do you see that electric vehicle company IPO'd and they're like, they're valued like the second biggest car company in the world? Or Rivian. Absurd? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're, they're only behind General Motors. Like, how is that? How is that possible? I mean, Tesla, Tesla was a trillion dollar company. I mean, you know, the, the fact is that uh, petroleum burning cars are going to be around for a while. Um, EV still depends on massive amounts of energy. You still need to create uh, energy by burning coal, natural gas, solar panes, wind machines, wind turbines, tidal turbines, whatever it is. Yep. 
there's still a massive amount of energy needed. So there's some pretty cool projects in, going on around the world to try and uh, capture and hold energy and move it around. And what people don't understand is that's exactly what we do with gas and oil. It's just energy that we're able to move around the world. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's speculative and, um, you know, you look at like a company like Lucid, really neat high-end cars, um, got Motor Trend Car of the Year, um, has the highest amount of miles per charge at over 500 miles. I mean, super interesting stuff. Wow. Um, but again, that, that's a $200,000 car, and I think they've released a dozen cars right now. <laughs> And the stock is 40-some dollars, you know, yeah. uh, per share. So it's like, you know, it's a lot of it is uh, betting on the future, I think. And th that is going to be the future. But how long out? I'm willing to argue we've still got time, yeah. you know, where we're going to still. You know, there's also new uh, petrol-burning car companies that nobody's talking about. So, yeah. but uh yeah, interesting topic, EVs, but we're not experts in that. <laughs> very, much, very much not. Very much not. But it is interesting to watch and interesting to see what companies are doing. Affects what we do loosely. I mean, you see paints and coatings and the automotive interiors and things like that. So whether that's, you know, if people are going to keep electric vehicles longer, shorter, more or less turnover on cars, be, there's a, a lot of play with it. It'll be interesting to see how stuff shakes out. Yeah, and you're, they're going to need uh, lighter substrates, you know, stronger, yeah. lighter plastics and polymers and you know, so there's there's definitely like a, a lot of things happening uh, in our industry to support this, uh, which is exciting. It's exciting to see, um, and and we're, we're 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 participating in that for sure. We're at the forefront of that. That's a great positive spin on the chemical industry, and people can have preconceived notions about the word chemical, but that's that's what the industry is. That's what's happening is making better materials, lighter materials. That's right. We're innovative. That's for sure. We're 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 probably the first to innovate. You know, before it really gets down. Uh, down the uh, the pipeline, we're we're the first to innovate. So Absolutely. they they need you need, uh, and and you look at the way that um, oil producing countries are looking at oil production now. They're not just looking at producing oil and selling oil. They're looking at the the value chain to go further down into petrochemicals. That's a been a big thing now uh, because that's the future of oil. If they're not going to be using it to for energy, it's got to go somewhere. Um, a lot of products we, I guess, could talk about the segment off of that with the automotive interiors and various applications like that. I know two, two products we're looking at these days, uh, Alec and Hydride, a core product for TCC, mm -hmm. something we got a good position on and actively uh, looking at existing opportunities, new opportunities, a, a longstanding product for TCC. Yeah, Alec's uh, been in our line card and been part of our, our product uh, matrix for a long, long time. Uh, there's a lot of um, ongoing studies of phthalic and hydride, but uh, it's a critical um, product and used for paints and coatings and plasticizers. Um, you know, so it's there. Uh, there's a lot of movement in plasticizers, for example, to go to uh, other acids like uh, ter uh, uh, purified terephthalic acid or adipates or trimolytic uh, acid, um, even, you know, things like um, citrates or citric acid. Um, but we still need uh, things like DINP, which is the largest produced plasticizer in the world. I think DOP actually is the largest still in the world, but DINP second, we still need that because the demand is there. We, there's not enough of these other acids. I keep saying acids, anhydride means without the water, but these other, it is an acid, reacts with an alcohol and you get DINP or 
DOP, et cetera. There's still a need for these general purpose plasticizers worldwide to create uh, flexible vinyl. And we saw that when the pandemic hit. We needed these polymers for so many different reasons. And um, so... Almost more than ever. Almost more than ever. And uh, so phthalic anhydride is it's still here. It's still going to be around. Uh, you certainly have to be careful in its applications, uh, but it's got some very critical applications, that's for sure. Absolutely. And a newer one we're starting to talk about, we're kind of working on the details, and we'll have more to come very soon, but we are working on a new product called HMD. Mm -hmm. Always exciting to bring a new product onto the to the portfolio and start promoting it and understanding the applications and the markets for it. So that's a new one for us that we're excited to start talking about, and obviously we'll have more information coming out in the, uh, I guess, weeks and, and months to come. Yeah, by well, HMD, you mean hexamethylene diamine, and this is a product that is sold uh, at 100%, but it's also... Uh, watered down into uh, different concentrations, 70%, 85%, 90%. Uh, we have it in bulk and we have it in package, totes and drums. Um, so we're very excited to add that product to our uh, our portfolio. Very much so. I'm sure we'll have much, much more to come on that one sometime very soon. Um, but good time to start mentioning it and, and throwing it out there. So if there's any HMD interest out there, we're happy to talk about it. Um, trade shows, events, conferences, we are actively putting the final touches on our 2022 lists um but i know we got one show coming up in the winter time that we're excited to get out of rhode island for for the weekend well i'll be in the i'll be in beautiful atlantic city this week for the this eastern is, coding this show is true. But, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but i don't think that's the one you're referring to that's uh talking about the flexible vinyl i heard atlantic city is one of the most beautiful cities in the country <laughs> uh i've yeah. actually never been uh, it's probably not a bad city right i mean Ah, uh, not a not a great city. No? Yeah. <laughs> not a top of the list. You don't want to go off the strip too far. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but the Eastern Coding Show should be exciting. A lot of well attended. Uh, it's it's a smaller show, but I've yeah. got some good meetings set up, and uh, you know, we, it's been a, I think two or three years since I've been, so I'm excited to get back and see the regular folks down there. Yep. Um, you know, so if anybody's going to be there, I don't know if this will be released in time, but if anybody's going to be there, you know, let me know. We'll set up a meeting. Absolutely. I think Atlantic City had its heyday, but now you can gamble just about anywhere. So there's it's no true. there's it's no true. reason to go to Atlantic City. <clears throat> so, true. Um, but I'd agree with AJ. It's it's not bad, but it's you know you want to stay in the the main yeah. parts of the strip, if you if you will. Yeah. Well, then another show coming up in December at a much more, much more beautiful location. The flexible uh, vinyl compounders conference. Or is that the Official yeah, term for I it. I think though. it's so. Yeah. I was just talking to Joe about this. It's funny. It's the I think it's the plastics compounders conversation conference. Okay. But I think it's gone as like the flexible vinyl conference. Like people know it by different names. Everyone kind of knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the plastics compounders conference in Savannah in okay. December should be nice. Yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Be nice to get into Savannah and you know cold weather up in the northeast. That usually goes off in July, right? That's the one that happens usually in July. Typically July, uh, and it bounces between DC one year and then. Uh, they do it in a nice location the other year. Um, the D.C. years are great because there's so many regulatory bodies and people in D.C. It's so easy to get a lot of good speakers coming in. Um, but then it's nice that they switch it up. This year's in Savannah. Uh, last year was supposed to be in D.C. when it got canceled for COVID. Um, but Savannah should be a great location. We're excited for that one. Mm. Well, it's, it's nice to get back to conferences. Yeah, that's a, they, it's a great agenda they always do, and it's always very well attended. So a good opportunity for the cocktail hours and meetings and things like that. So we'll have a good group down there. I think potentially everyone at this table will be down there. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to be at the Compounders Conference, I think we'll have one more. No, I guess we won't. This will be because it's the first week of December. So this will be the last time we talk about it because the next episode will be after, uh, after it goes. But um, if you'll be at the Compounders Conference, we'd be happy to set up a meeting and 
hope to see you down there. Hopefully it's well attended. Absolutely. Wrapping things up, what uh, what else is going on for the rest of November? I know you're traveling this week. Yep, got some travel coming up. Um, you know, you know I, th- I thought I really missed travel when I wasn't doing it all that time. And now that I'm back, I'm like, ah, I want to stay yeah. local, you know. But no, it's it's good to be back and good to be back out and seeing people. Are you driving to Jersey? Yeah, I looked at flights. It's tough to tough yeah. to get there. To I guess there is an airport in Atlantic City, um, but it's like a small regional. You need a private plane to get in there. We're, we're not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I almost booked one, but I figured, you know. Well, apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, you haven't seen my marketing budget for next year yet. Oh god, <laughs> it's, we're it's, definitely it's not there, there yet. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the private rate was like twelve thousand each way to oh, Atlantic City. So piece of cake, <laughs> piece of cake, piece of cake. I would actually guess more than that. I thought I heard somewhere it was like ten thousand per flight hour. This was I don't even know. It was on uh, like kayak or something like that. Okay. It was just that was the option. It was the only option from Providence to AC, and it was like twelve thousand each way. So um, That'd be a fun, bit fun uh, expense report to put there. I think you could drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four hours. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm probably more like five hours. I'd say to get to AC, but uh, it's yeah. funny. Like as soon as you get into Newark, you think you're almost there, and then it's like another jaunt from Newark. It's oh, it's yeah. all the way down. You yeah. got a lot of exits. Yeah. past Newark. Yeah. But no, good uh, good episode. Looking forward to our uh, December recording. We'll try to see what we can put together for uh, a recap on 2020, 2021 as well as an outlook on, on what we're here next year. Um, we'll have TLC back on to give a little freight recap as well as a freight freight update for 2022. So looking forward to coming to the end of the year, uh, looking back on this year, and then really starting to put some plans in place to make uh, next year as, as good of a year, if not better, than uh, 2021. So yeah. a lot coming up here for the end of the year. Exciting. Happy uh, Happy Thanksgiving. I guess we won't have another episode yeah. before then. So Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Looking forward to it uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon.